Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you. We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond. All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 261, and it is titled Sex Party Fails. So, on this show, for, you know, almost all of the 260 episodes that we have done, we always try to present something that is educational and informative. Yes, we like it to be entertaining as well, but we generally try to make it just fun, um, but educational, right? Teaching you something. And that's always been our goal because we want to share value. However, this episode is going to be a little bit different. There will be lessons to be learned. Don't worry. However, this one's going to be a little bit more on the entertainment side. So I've had this idea for a while. I didn't know if I was actually going to do it or not. You know, Selena and I have always been an open book about our sexuality and our sex life. We did an entire episode on the show titled, This is our sex, this is what our sex life looks like, where we described it because people would want to know, wow, you guys are sex coaches and you do the podcast and you all this stuff, you know, your sex life must be crazy or this or that or the other thing. And so we wanted to do an episode where we basically just showed people what our sex life really looks like. Um, so we've always been open books about that, and we have talked about the fact that we actually met at a sex party, that that's how we met for the first time. So none of this stuff is anything new as far as uh, having talked about it, but I haven't really talked about specific events and things that have happened in the past. But the stories do come up from time to time. Some of them came up recently when talking with some friends. And I just thought it would be fun to share some of the wacky stories. So, you know, when it comes to sex parties, people generally fall into two camps. The one camp is, this is horribly morally wrong and nobody should ever do this camp. And then there's the this sounds super amazing, uh, must be so much fun, it must be always great and fantastic, and I can't wait to experience something like this camp. Uh, as is usually the case, the truth is somewhere in between. I have had amazing and beautiful experiences. I have had some fails, some challenging and difficult experiences. It's just like anything else, you know? There's going to be, if, it, if you're just even going to, I don't know, family birthday parties, some are going to be better than others, right? <laughs> so that's just the way that it is. And, uh, but I'm going to share some stories. I hope that they are entertaining. And if you are potentially interested in experimenting in this world, you'll learn some things to look out for and some things to not do as a result of these stories. But before we get there, a word from our sponsor. Power and Mastery 3.0 is here. The men's sexual mastery program you have heard about on this show for a long time is now even better. 
I have personally reviewed every module, lesson, video, audio, and PDF to see if there was anything new that needed to be added. As a result, I have added 10 new videos, one new audio, eight PDFs, and dozens of links to handpicked products to help support your journey to mastery. In addition, there is also a brand new user interface that makes it easier to navigate the course and find your course materials. So if you are ready to become the sexual master you have always wanted to be, then go to powerandmastery.com. You have heard me teasing 3.0 now for a while. This was a project that Selena and I started together well over a year ago. For obvious reasons, that project got put on the back burner. Now that things have settled down and I've gotten more into a flow with uh, the business and the show, I could finally turn my attention back to this project. I am really excited that I have finally gotten all of the new content up there. The course was amazing before. It got tons of amazing feedback, and now it's even better. I went through everything, as I said in the ad, and I said, what has changed? What new technologies are out there? What new information is out there? What new things have I learned from years now, many more years of working with clients? And I identified some areas that I thought uh, could be improved. And so I did. And I'm really excited about it. I hope you check it out. By the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh man, I wish I had had that when I bought it, you do. If you have purchased any of the Power and Mastery programs in the past, you still have access to it and you have all of the new updated content in there. Okay, so let's talk about some fails. (laughs) By the way, when I tell these stories, it may sound like we were going to sex parties every weekend and that we were always doing something like this. That's really not true. It's just that, you know, after a certain number of years, you know, well over a decade of attending different things here and there, you do accrue a certain number of them over time. But that doesn't mean that this was something that was happening every weekend, because it was not. Okay, so the very first sex party fail. So this was actually before I knew Celine. And I went to a party that was a relatively small group of friends. Uh, It was a a group within the local poly community. And they had done many, many events before. And the host and facilitator really was actually an excellent host and facilitator and had a great track record of hosting amazing events. Well, this particular facilitator would always open with some sort of a circle where people would share. And it was a great way to start because you didn't necessarily always know everybody, but it was also just a way to sort of break the ice and people could get sort of calm and familiar with each other and get to know what, you know, people were looking for and what they weren't looking for and all of that. So that was totally routine and normal. Well, in this particular instance, the facilitator asked, and I don't remember the exact phrasing because this was quite a while ago, but the facilitator asked something along the lines of like, share some like deep personal thing. And I, the idea really was to get people to sort of open up and be somewhat vulnerable. 
to share vulnerably in the circle. That, that's what the facilitator was going for. The facilitator couldn't possibly have known what was going to happen next. <laughs> I'm just laughing thinking about it. When you ask certain groups of people to share something deep, like in your average group of regular people, the deep stuff probably wouldn't be so deep. In a more open group, maybe a group that's done a lot more personal work, the sheriffs might be more deep and vulnerable about their feelings or, you know, their insecurities that night or whatever it is. But for some reason, in this particular event, people shared some really deep, dark stuff. And when I say dark stuff, I like dark stuff, like dark fantasies that were disturbing for me to hear. I, I can't repeat them. I mean, I could on the show, but I choose not to because I don't want to give away anything that could be personally identifiable about anyone there or anyone hosting or anything like that. That's why I'm not saying names or genders or anything like that. But let me just say, the things that were shared were so disturbing that it instantly sucked all of the energy out of the room. Well, what do I mean by that? Okay, so we went around and it's just like, <laughs> everybody shared their thing. There were multiple shares that were really deeps and somewhat disturbing. And then that wraps up and it's like, okay, time to move into the free play portion of the evening. And just nobody was motivated to be sexual in any way. It had sucked all of the playful, sexy energy out of the room and just Everybody spent the rest of the evening just laying around, cuddling with each other. <laughs> it was like it was like everybody needed aftercare after that circle. <laughs> oh man, it was a disaster. I remember in the entire room looking up and seeing only one couple being sexual in any way whatsoever. Everybody else was just like holding each other, like men holding their women and like stroking their hair and just cuddling and talking. It was to this day still joked about with people who were there about the sex party where nobody had any sex. It was hysterical. <laughs> it really actually turned into, I think, more of a therapy group. So the lesson to be learned from that one is yeah, don't mix deep personal work with a sex party if you want people to have fun and be playful and <laughs> sexual. It, it was a really interesting experience, honestly. It was a complete and total fail. Uh, I don't even think most of the people in the room ever even took any clothes off. It, it, that, that's how disturbed I think a lot of people were as a result of that. So that is my first sex party fail. And that one was seriously a fail. <laughs> okay. Story number two. All right. So one thing that uh, the group that used to host these somewhat regularly, and it was different people, but they were all associated with a similar group. 
One of the things that they uh, would always do, and this is great, by the way, I mean, it really is fantastic, and I really applaud them for the way that they would run these types of events, because I would hear of events in other cities, and they definitely were not doing this kind of stuff. So what am I talking about? Well, they were really, really good about creating a container and laying out the rules, So what do I mean by the rules? Well, the rules are like, you know, uh, sex is expected to be conducted this way with people, meaning like safe sex, meaning having, you know, a a safe sex talk beforehand, you know, basic uh, hygiene practices, you know, how to treat the environment that you're in in order to keep it clean and tidy and how to negotiate with people, how to respect boundaries, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they really did a fantastic job of creating a safe container and making sure that everybody knew the information that they needed to know to have a safe and fun time. And trust me, this is not something that occurs everywhere where these events are hosted. So um, that was really amazing and really spectacular. However, (laughs) sometimes that would get a little out of hand. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, in this particular one, the, if I recall correctly, there was a a new person who was sort of training to facilitate these things. And they had a written list of things they wanted to cover so that they wouldn't forget anything. Hey, that's a fantastic idea. I've actually done that myself, Um, written a list so I could remember what to tell everybody. But the list wasn't complete, which is fine, you know. However, there were many other people there who had experience at these types of events, not necessarily running them, who all wanted to be helpful and contribute something that may have been left out from the notes. (laughs) Here's the problem. The problem is, is that so many people wanted to interject and add something. And oh, by the way, I have something. And oh, by the way, I have something. And oh, can I just say one thing? Well, most people don't talk for a living, much like I do, and are not very concise with making their point. Some of you are laughing. You listen to the show here. They're an hour long. You're probably thinking, neither are you, Kevin, because you talk for an hour every week. (laughs) Sorry, I try to be as concise as I can. But the point is, it went on and on and on and then on some more. And just when you thought it should be done, nope, it went on a little bit longer. So... The mistake that the facilitator made in this particular instance was not sort of just nipping that in the bud and saying, okay, look, I know we've all got experience. We all have things that we want to contribute, but thank you. Enough is enough. I think you all got the gist of it. Let's move on. But that didn't happen. (laughs) Now, Celine was at this one with me. I think it was one of the earlier ones when we were first together. And we were just literally like, you know, both her and I were more like go to bed early kind of people. So if we were going to an event like this, it was already pushing us to stay up that late. (laughs) And these aren't even late, by the way. Like, you know, I'm sure if you go to clubs or whatever, you know, in any of the big cities, you know, 
it's probably all night long into the early morning hours. You know, for us, like going to bed at 9.30 would be kind of normal. So if we were staying up till midnight, like, whoo, that was pretty late. (laughs) So anyway, as this is going on and on and on, we are sitting there yawning and trying to keep our eyes open and, and basically nodding off and falling asleep. So much so that by the time it was actually timed, like, hey, it's open now, like, y'all can play. <laughs> we were so tired. We're like, you know what? We don't even want to get started in anything now. It's too late. We're too tired. We want to go home. <laughs> so we actually ended up uh, leaving and not doing anything. So we basically just spent the evening sitting there listening to a re- ridiculously long, drawn-out introduction and rules and boundary setting that we've heard a thousand times, and then we went home. (laughs) So, as you can see in the first two stories here, sex parties don't always actually mean there will be sex involved. In fact, if you are a single male and you're even allowed to go to a sex party as a single male, because for many of them you are not, for obvious reasons, uh, because if it were open, you'd have 85 single males and, you know, like three females. (laughs) That's generally what would happen. Um, So a lot of them will limit that. You either come as a couple or a single female. Um. But if you do, if you were able to go to one as a single male, you would likely find out that you would do a lot of sitting around watching other people uh, and not actually having sex. That's happened to me before as well, or you know, I went to one or two in be- when I was in between partners or whatever, and people invited me, and maybe I had some former lovers there or whatever. They're like, oh, come, come. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like, well, just come anyway. So I would go and I'd pretty much end up spending the entire time just hanging out, talking to people and watching what's going on. It's very difficult when you don't have pre-established relationships with people and they're all either in couples or triads or whatever it is. Unless somebody specifically invites you in as a single guy, mm. Not that easy. It's different in the swinging world. So anybody listening to this is like, what are you talking about? You must have been some kind of a loser, like sitting there on the side. I never have that problem. I'm not even good at whatever. In the swinging world, things are very different. Uh, so I get that. Um, but anyway, yeah, so you'll you'll notice that many of the fails have to do with going to an event like this and not ever actually having any type of sex. So that brings me to... Uh, the third sex party fail. <laughs> so this one is is slightly similar to the second one, yet different. There was actually sex involved in this one. This one was some friends who were part of this group. They rented out a house specifically to hold this event. The first thing that was truly odd about the house is that it was decorated with a theme. And the theme revolved around a certain farm animal. I don't really want to say what it is because I don't want to give the location away or anything, but um, it was just bizarre. It was 
bizarre. Now, mind you, this facility was uh, not a house designed for this type of stuff. It was just, just a house that somebody would rent out for like, I guess, short-term rentals and vacations or whatever. Um, but the, the, the decoration was bizarre, to say the least. And I remember us walking in there, this is Selena and I, and looking around and going, what the fuck is going on in here? It was not necessarily the best way uh, to start. But at the same time, it was just decoration. We knew they rented the house, so we weren't, we weren't super concerned about it. Here's the part that's similar to the story beforehand. This was another one where this sort of introduction and rule and boundary setting thing just went on way too long. And it was getting to the point where it seemed like it might be another repeat of the previous time, although the previous time was, you know, I think a year or two prior to that. But it seemed like it might go in that direction. But eventually it did end, and it was time to play, and we were still awake. So, okay, all right, <laughs> there's potential here. <laughs> but here's the thing, and here's the reason why I feel that this particular event was a fail. Because they spent so much time going over the rules again, which, again, is not necessarily a bad thing. As far as I can recall, everybody that was there was experienced, so there wasn't so much of a need to really go so long and so deep into the rules. However, when it was finally time to play, Selena and I sat there for a little bit and watched people sort of get going, and they instantly started breaking almost every rule that they just spent countless amounts of time going over. So, you know, a lot of the safe sex rules about using protection, about having the discussions ahead of time, about rinsing out with mouthwash from one person to the next, washing your hand. And it was just like free for all. At one point, there were a bunch of people lined up on a couch and somebody just going from person to person to person <laughs> with no hygiene in between whatsoever. And we just sat there. Celine's jaw, I think, was on the floor, just like, what the fuck are they doing? Why do we go through all of this stuff if nobody's going to pay attention to the rules? <laughs> and, you know, the thing is, there, 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 there's something about the integrity of, you know, playing by the rules in an event like this. Because the thing is, you need it to feel safe. People, when they go to an event like this, they need to feel safe. They need to feel safe that they can trust the other people that are there. Not only trust them that they're not going to, you know, try to force them to do something against their will, but trust that they're going to operate in a manner that is safe for themselves and for everybody else uh, in the environment. And nobody feels comfortable playing in an environment where they're just watching every best practice be broken all over the place. And that's really how we felt in that particular environment. Um, you know, throughout pretty much our entire relationship, with the exception of the very beginning when we got together, we were monogamous, and so we, we didn't really play with anybody at these events anyway. 
So it wasn't a huge concern for us. But again, it just it wasn't it wasn't in the type of environment that we necessarily wanted to be in. Um, we definitely preferred an environment where people, uh, yeah, were just more conscientious about that sort of stuff and created an environment that felt safe, just in case maybe you did want to interact with somebody in a particular moment. So, so that one was a fail as far as like I'm telling you. I'm not sure if there was a, a rule stated in the beginning that we didn't personally witness as being broken by multiple people right before our eyes. <laughs> so that one, <clears throat> sex party fail for sure. <laughs> All right, I got, I got one more fail for you. And then just because I don't like to end on all the negativity and all the things that went wrong. So I have two stories to share with you that were really beautiful and amazing. And we'll do that at the very end. First, though, a short break from uh, our sponsor. Hey guys, do you know what makes a man great? You know the kind of masculine man that women are irresistibly attracted to and want. Is it money, job title, his physical body, being great in bed, a big penis, or great pickup lines? What if you don't have those or you only have some of them? What if you've had a string of failed relationships, are embarrassed by your bedroom skills, doubt whether you can rise to the occasion, worry about lasting long enough, or are always stuck in the friend zone? I can help you if you are finally ready to make big changes and become the man that you have always wanted to be, then this is the program for you. Go to kevinandseline.com forward slash go forward slash warrior. That is kevinandseline.com forward slash go forward slash warrior. That is my men's coaching program. There are so, so many things I can help you with. Let's just take Sex parties, for instance, maybe you want to learn how to uh, go to sex parties and how to navigate them. Maybe you want to know how you can last long enough in that environment. Uh, I have worked with men who had no problem getting erections normally, but when they were in that environment, couldn't achieve an erection. That's something we can work on. Uh, if you just want to last longer, if you're having erectile uh, challenges. If you want to become a sexual master and you want to learn all of the techniques that just blow women's minds, then go check out kevinandseline.com forward slash go forward slash warrior. Okay. The last sex party fail story. So... By the time this one happened, Selena and I were already a bit frustrated with the scene and how things were going. We were losing interest in it. You know, one of the things that Selena always said to me, and she was 100% right, and I completely agreed with her all the time, was that the sex that we had by ourselves in our own home was always the best. It just was. But being open sexually and being um, appreciative of being around other people who were open sexually, and, and we liked to be around a sex-positive environment, and sometimes we just wanted to go do something different. And, you know, it, it's, it is 
at times exciting to be in that environment. We still liked to go from time to time, but, but our interest was waning at that point. So we get invited to this particular event. It's being held at a very large, very nice, um, you know, people were calling it a mansion. Eh, not necessarily, but borderline. And we were like, okay, we'll go. We assumed because there's a very large residence that this would be held in a large space. Well, we show up and for some reason it's held in a very tiny space. This particular place had a lot of rooms, but none of them were particularly big. And they had to pick one room. Generally, they always like to keep whatever's happening in one location so that somebody can keep an eye on what's going on and make sure that there isn't Stuff going on that shouldn't be going on, you know, behind a closed door somewhere. So there's just a lot of people jammed into a very small space. Okay, well, not ideal, but not terrible either, except for the fact that there was another trend going on uh, that was really contributing to our waning interest. And that was... (laughs) We had watched the rise of BDSM happen, not just in our community, but everywhere. Fifty Shades of Grey was popular. A lot of people were wanting to experiment with BDSM. And, you know, I I watched over the years where it would go from just some mild spanking into some more hardcore stuff and then into some really hardcore stuff. And the more it went in that direction, the less interested we were in being around that environment. Now, we have had multiple BDSM experts on this show. Uh, I'm not criticizing that. Done appropriately, uh, it can be perfectly fine. There can even be some benefits to it. However, it was never our scene at all, especially when you start to get into anything really hardcore. So I I needed to tell you that to sort of lay the foundation for what was about to occur here in this very small space. So everybody's crammed in, there's barely any space at all, and right next to Celine and I, there's this scene with two guys and a woman that I have since described as a gang rape scene. It wasn't, it was consensual. I know that for a fact. Although I have to say, I really had to pause what was happening in that moment to confirm that that was the fact because my inner protector wanted to go over there and hurt those two guys. (laughs) Uh, it It was just a very rough, and in my opinion, abusive scene. And it was so disturbing that that we really, at at a certain point, we were like, okay, we're out of here. Like, we we don't even want to be around this type of activity. So we we did end up uh, leaving. And interestingly enough, on our way home, I remember having the discussion with Celine, and she was just like, you know what? She's like, I'm done for a while. She's like, I just, 
I'm not enjoying this anymore. It's just getting harder core, harder core, further away from the values that we hold when it comes to sexuality. And she's just like, what we agreed to was to take a year off and to not not go to any of these events anymore, which which we did do. But you know, here's for us, and and this is, I don't know if it's so much of a lesson to be learned because to each their own. However, for us, sexuality was always about love and beauty and enjoyment and what two or potentially more people could create, what kind of ecstatic states of bliss could be created, what kind of, you know, deep emotional orgasms could be had, you know, like what kind of just fun and playfulness could you have? And that was really uh, the draw for us. You know, I mean, if you knew Celine well, you'd know that she was genuinely a very happy person. So the person that you would see in these videos or on these shows where she was laughing and giggling and joyful, that was her. I mean, joyful was is the perfect word to describe who she was. And uh, so that's what we liked to experience. And as things started getting really really hardcore. Uh, it, it, it didn't feel fun and joyful and lighthearted and beautiful anymore. It felt dark and raw and ugly. And yeah, for us, that just wasn't a place we wanted to be. So, you know, I mean, if, if what I'm describing is your thing, you know, more power to you as long as everybody is consenting. Uh, interestingly enough, you know, in, in today's day and age, if that were to happen, a lot of people would probably complain and try to get those people thrown out because they were doing something wrong, blah, 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 whatever. However, like the responsible adults we were, we didn't try to make anybody wrong or get anybody thrown out. We just said, you know what? This isn't for us. And we removed ourselves. Right. So it's just like what's going on today when people don't like something that's, you know, uh, I don't know, in a movie or on a TV show or, or whatever, and they try to ban it or social media. That's the perfect example. Uh, don't like what somebody says in social media. We must ban them. No, if you don't like what they say, stop following them. Just don't pay attention to them. Change the channel. Don't go to see that movie. Right. That's the power you have. And that is uh, what we chose to do. We simply removed ourselves from that environment. So you know what? We don't want to participate in that anymore. So, so that uh, particular one was a big fail for us because it really, 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 really was not what we went to those types of events for. However, there is a PS to this story, and this happened somewhat recently because that story was years ago. And uh, very recently, I was having a conversation with somebody else who was there. And uh, we weren't talking about the fail part. In fact, I didn't bring up any of this. It just came up about that particular party. And the person sharing was a woman. And what she was sharing about it was how fixated she was on Celine and I at that event and how beautiful what she witnessed between Celine and I was, and how it really inspired her in that moment. And 
that just kind of blew me away because we, we really struggled to connect with each other in that environment, given how disturbing the things around us uh, were. And so I thought, wow, that's amazing. Even amongst all of that chaos <laughs> that was going on, somehow the love and the connection that Selena and I shared managed to still get put out there into the field enough so that somebody that I didn't even know at the time, uh, I didn't know this person at the time, actually that was the first place that we ever met this person, but she was able to see it and and palpably feel it and be affected by it. And so uh, that I think is a really beautiful PS to what Selena and I had always considered for years to probably be the biggest sex party fail we had ever experienced. It was certainly the most traumatic. (laughs) So yeah, there you go. Those are my top four fails. There were a couple of honorable mentions that were smaller, but uh, those are my top four sex party fails. So hopefully after hearing that, uh, you were entertained Hopefully you laughed a little bit about it, Uh, and if you were at all interested, uh, you know maybe some things to look for about, you know, the type, the way that somebody is facilitating an event, the types of people that show up to the event, what you may be up for, what you might not be up for. Um, So, you know, learn from others' mistakes. It's always a good way to do it to avoid having to experience the mistakes for yourselves. So yeah, I hope that it was both entertaining and potentially informative. All right. Now, I don't want to leave the show on a down note because it's just fail after fail after fail. So I want to tell two short stories about experiences I had that were really amazing and really beautiful. All right. Number one, it's probably one of the first Uh, sex parties I had ever been to. I was there with my girlfriend at the time, so this is a very long time ago. This far predates Celine. And we were not in an open relationship in any way. We hadn't played with anybody before, ever, at all. We were just kind of dipping our toes in the water as a couple together. And we... We were there. We were mostly just doing our own thing. At some point, another woman came over and wanted to interact with us. And I'm thinking to myself, there's no way (laughs) that my partner is going to be up for this at all. Now, the person was somebody that we knew, uh, so it wasn't a random stranger. But to my surprise, not only was she open to it, but she, she helped facilitate it. And she basically sat there and sort of lovingly held me while this other woman interacted with me. And it was really my first experience in, uh, what, in they, what they call in the poly world uh, compersion, which is genuinely feeling happy for somebody else who's experiencing uh, you know, joy, love, happiness outside of you know, your connection. And I mean, I had heard of it. I wasn't sure it was really possible back in those days, but 
it was really beautiful. We had a nice little interaction, and it was one of those moments that strengthened our relationship. That afterwards, when we talked about it, and you know how we felt about it, that um, we really felt that we had come closer together as a result of that experience. And so, those things are totally possible. Uh, and it was just a really beautiful moment. I really remember that one clearly uh, as being a really sort of pivotal, beautiful moment. And the second one, this one is so, you know, generally the events that we would go to would have a time limit. Again, we're, we weren't at some like crazy sex club in a big city that goes all night long. Most of these were just held at people's houses, uh, a relatively close group of friends, and they generally had time limits. So they started at a certain time, they ended at a certain time. And so at this particular one, uh, the intro and everything went well. Uh, we were awake. Everything was great. So, so Selena and I were making love, and we pretty much started right at the beginning. Not everybody, when they say go, like not everybody instantly rips their clothes off and go. Like some, some people go get something to eat, or they get something to drink, or they watch for a while, or they just massage each other, or whatever. Like it, but for whatever reason, we decided we, we wanted to go straight to making love, which we did. And we made love from the beginning until the end, nonstop, without ever getting up from the space we were at. So that in and of itself, blew a lot of people's minds. But the fun, the, the most fun part about it was, you know, Celine was having these just waves of kind of screaming orgasms, and they just would echo through the whole place. And every time she would have one, people would cheer, and they'd clap, and they'd be like, go, Celine! <laughs> and it was actually kind of fun. She was a little bit embarrassed by it, because um, she wasn't uh, uh, trying to do that. She was just allowing herself to sort of let go and be herself as best she could in that environment. One of the things I said to people is like, well, if you thought that was loud or a lot, you should hear when it's just the two of us, when she really feels comfortable to let go. But it was really fun. And, and I remember at the end, people were starting to leave and, and her and I were, were still making love. And somebody came up to say goodbye. And they're like, they just wanted to come over and just like whisper goodbye in our ear. And uh, I, I started to stop. And she was like, no, 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 don't stop. I didn't want to interrupt. And I said, we've been going at it for a while. I'm like, I need to get some water. I was going to take a break anyway. You know, she's like, no, don't get up. I will get you water. <laughs> and she went and she got us water so that we didn't have to stop what we were doing. It was very sweet and very cute. And so, you know, there were, of course, experiences that were, you know, either sweet, beautiful, sexy, uh, whatever. Over the years, there were definitely some of those. Obviously, we wouldn't have continued to go to things like that uh, if they were all fails. But uh, the fails do make for some great stories. And so I just thought I would do something a little different on this show today, a little bit more lighthearted, tell you some fun stories. And, um, you know, if you never go to a sex party in your life, that is perfectly fine. Uh, you know, if, if, it, if for you, you would rather just listen to somebody else tell some stories, there is nothing wrong with that, no judgment whatsoever. 
if you're a person who's this is your every weekend and you think I sound like an idiot for the way that my stories went, no judgment there either. You go for it. If you're a pro and that's your thing, awesome. If you're somebody who you know, is thinking about it or maybe has dabbled in it a little bit and is more on the curious side and you just want to know what a, a regular person's experience is, I mean, mostly regular person's experience is, uh, there you have it, you know, there, there were some challenges that, that we faced and uh, also some beautiful moments as well. All right, everybody, I hope that was entertaining. That's all I have for you for this episode, and I will see you next week. We hope you like this episode of the Love Lab Podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends. And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at CelineRemy.com forward slash vault. That's C-E-L-I-N-E-R-E-M-Y dot com forward slash vault. Thanks for listening. And remember, you're amazing.